Wilson still tries it. And in she goes. The crowd is really being treated to some thrilling shots again tonight. This is the Sixers History Podcast. Out to Doctor, he's got a crack at it. Three-pointer, he got it! Hosted by Pro Hoops History's Curtis Harris. Now, slide back into time, Sixers style, with today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Sixers History Podcast. As always, this is your host, Curtis Harris. And uh, today I'll be talking with a couple of really interesting fellas, Sean Foreman and Mike Lynch, who work at Sports Reference, a company that operates uh, several uh, stats websites. Most important uh, for our purposes, basketballreference.com. There is no way in the world that I could do my job uh, with Sixers history uh, without this website. Uh, I'm currently working on a dissertation, uh, my PhD program in history. That website is very useful in my dissertation, so... I owe these guys a lot. If you're a basketball fan, I'm sure you have used their website. I can't imagine you haven't. So we all owe them a great debt of gratitude for what they've done with that. And so we'll talk with them about how they started the website, what they do with the website. And since the company is based in Philadelphia, we'll talk with them also about their uh, their appreciation, their fandom of the 76ers uh, over the years. So a lot of different topics, a lot of crazy stuff comes up. Um, both guys are really hilarious. Uh, Mike in particular, though, uh, kind of gets on tangents, we'll say, uh, in this interview. But it, it's, I love it. So, I mean, you'll, you'll hear about it. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, there, there's a lot of Lionel Simmons involved. Um, but I hope you all appreciate it as much as I did talking with these fellas. So without further ado, my conversation with Sean Foreman and Mike Lynch of Sports Reference. All right, I'm here with Mike Lynch and Sean Foreman of uh, Sports Reference. Uh, but obviously, since we're a basketball history podcast, we'll talk a little bit about basketball reference uh, quite a bit, but want to get an overview of the whole sports reference empire, I guess we'll call it. Uh, before we get into all that, I'd just like for Mike and Sean to just uh, introduce themselves as the, as they see fit. So we'll start with Sean. Just tell the folks who you are and uh, what you do. Uh, I'm Sean Foreman. I'm a president of Sports Reference. I uh, started the baseball side about 18 years ago, and, and uh, from there we've grown to uh, seven websites now for uh, covering various sports, and obviously basketball is probably the fastest growing and and i don't know if it's going to catch baseball here in the next year or two but it's certainly on that trajectory so basketball has become a very big part of what we do and and uh obviously personal interest as well and i'm uh like mike lynch um i'm the product manager um for sports reference um and prior to coming to sports reference i was like kind of a huge fan of the site um i did um, for years, like sort of uh, professional uh, sports research for uh, like media outlets um, and um, sports reference sites were kind of like best in class. And, uh, you know, so I, I, I was like thrilled to like be able to um, uh, hop on to something that like Sean had built. <clears throat> All right. Um, and just a little more background, I guess uh, we'll go with you, Sean, since you started the company. Um just what kind of inspired you to actually create a website that would house uh, sports statistics? So it, it's uh, statistics always been an interest of mine. My my dad was a high school football coach, and when I was a kid, I before I started playing football uh, in high school, I would keep the tackle charts, 
when my dad brought the uh, stat book home, I'd help him compile the stats at the end of the week. I would sort my baseball cards by various uh, statistical categories every, uh, you know, in my free time. So it was always an interest. I kind of got into it through fantasy sports and uh, started Baseball Reference in 2000. Uh, I was uh, I was working on a PhD and and uh, it was my thesis avoidance technique was to do do uh, do baseball stats instead. And so I uh, started with that, and then uh, several uh, friends and acquaintances of mine started a football site. Doug Drennan started our fo- pro football site. Uh, Justin Kabatko um, started our basketball site, and uh, you know, and, and maintained that for and and built that up over over many years. And uh, and so it's um, you know, it's just something I've always been interested in. I, I like to think Sports Reference. Our job is to answer user questions. U- users have questions about what happened, or is this interesting, or is this new. And it's really our job just to answer their question and, uh, you know, provide as easy and quick of a framework uh, for them to do that. So it's, you know, kind of we have a, I, I really have an interest in creating something, you know, in, we all have an interest in creating something that's uh, easy to use and that people find interesting and want to use. So it's, you know, it's just something that's kind of grown, you know, over, over the last 18 years now. All right, and you said uh, 2000s when it began. Yeah, so baseball, uh, baseball reference, baseball reference launched in 2000. I think basketball was around 2003, okay. uh, I believe. Yeah, Ju- Justin, uh, he was actually our first employee. Uh, joined, I believe he started full time. So he started kind of on the side, and then we all joined together as a single company in 2007. And he he's he since left the company to uh, to pursue other 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 opportunities. But he uh, he's the main person who who created the the basics of the site. Yeah, uh, and also I like to do a little aside. I appreciate the thesis avoidance. Uh, I am currently working on a dissertation, um, and for me, basketball reference is a great hole to go down. Um, but this is part of your but, thesis. But yeah, so, that's, so that's the weird that's thing. Actually, work. So, so you you go do math in your free time, right? When you're trying to avoid avoid uh, avoid your thesis, I'm guessing. Uh, not exactly. Um, but no, basketball reference does a good job of helping me avoid my thesis, but in a backdoor way, it helps me with it because I am right about basketball history. Um, so I, I was yeah. on the site today, and I noticed it's Joel Folk's birthday today. So it it's, is? it's actually very appropriate that we're here, you know, um, uh, the Warriors' great, uh, on, his, on the Warriors' great's birthday. So, so I thought, I, I wasn't sure if you had picked that on purpose or not. No, I d- uh, well, let's hold on a second, because uh, earlier, like literally maybe 10 minutes ago, uh, Mike was uh, talking smack about Hal Greer and Tom Gola. So I figure he has some Joe Folks <laughs> information you like to tell the crowd. Uh, I, you know, we recently added a lot of old uh, Joe Folks um, playoff shooting lines, which um, I've, I found rather impressive. Um, and let's just see if those are, in fact, live. Um, yes, uh, we have uh, Joe Folks um, shooting six for twenty-seven and two for fifteen and eight for twenty-nine in playoff games. Um, must have been the year after that they were really bad because those are actually um, kind of <laughs> decent for him. Um, now, now we were told not to comment about current players, so no Kobe Bryant jokes at this point is what you're saying. Yeah, please. Do. Here we go. <laughs> Joe Folks, um, be, the 1948 playoffs. You can check this on the Joe Folks game log page on Basketball Reference. First game, he went six for 38, and then he went seven <laughs> for 36, and then he went 12 for 37, and wait for it, eight for 46 in the fourth game oh of that run. Um, that's how you win a scoring title, folks. <laughs> now. This is a nice, actually, moment where we can say that uh, sports reference, basketball reference, provide the statistics. It's also good to get the context as to what was happening. He was uh, going through a lot. 
the Philadelphia Warriors. So, again, you know, we're Sixers history, but we know there was a Philadelphia Warriors before the Sixers. Uh, Joe Folks was the hub of the offense. His teammates knew that's what his job was. Uh, and Joe Folks himself was like, I get paid to shoot. <laughs> he shot and he earned his paycheck. Uh, so that was the 48 playoffs. But in 47, the Warriors did win the championship, uh, Folks. Shot a little bit better than that, but it still wasn't much better. But uh, it did lead him to the championship. It was probably uh, up around 38% that. Yeah. that, uh, that probably, yeah, that's a hot <laughs> night for him. He got the 40, 42%. Uh, In the 8 for 46 game, uh, the team shot 20 for 113. So, um, <laughs> He, so he was he, actually probably higher. He, than, he, he was, was score? at 17.4%. <laughs> the team was at 17.7. What was the score of that game? Uh, this game was 56 to 51. Oh, okay. All right. Who was the opponent? Just out of- uh, the St. Louis Bombers. St. Louis Bombers. Who shot a sizzling 26.3% that yeah. evening. Man. And somehow the NBA, the uh, professional basketball survived in America. They it, it didn't did. track rebounds at the time because no, I didn't. think they, uh, they literally wouldn't have been able to count that high at the time. <laughs> well... Curio, when the NBA uh, first tracked rebounds, the rebounding leader, Dolph Shays. So there you go. There we go. So still not quite Sixers yet. Yeah, Syracuse Nationals. We're getting to the Sixers. Um, but with the Joe folks aside, aside, um, so it's great to hear how the uh, website started, how you kind of got into it, uh, Sean. Uh, Mike, I know you mentioned a little bit earlier about how you kind of got into it, but just. Um, you guys explain just a little bit more how you like you made your way into um, working with Sports Reference. Sure, I mean, I, I guess to kind of like get into um, like why I would have been into stats. Uh, you know, um, when you're learning how to read and stuff, like um, children's books were not necessarily very uh, uh, interesting to me. But um, there was newspapers in my house uh, every morning that had you know all of the box scores of the previous night's games and, um, you know, stories on those games. And so I, I would spend, you know, back in those days, um, there wasn't all of these great, like, time wasters that we have now. Um, and so <laughs> I would read the sports page, um, like, front to back in the morning, and you could spend, you know, a good half hour or 45 minutes on that. Um, and then, uh, like, coming from the – Philadelphia area, um, the Philadelphia Daily News um, here was an amazing thing to have in the 80s and the 90s because it that paper came out a little later in the day and it had all the West Coast sports, um, which, it, you know, for younger listeners, if you can imagine, like, uh, you know, if there was a 73-win, like, Warriors team, uh, like, back then, most of the newspapers on the East Coast would not have had the score of that game or the box score from it. Uh, but the Daily News here, um, you know, you had to wait a bit later in the day. So I would usually read that one after school, um, but it could fill you in on um, all the stuff that you missed after you went to sleep. Um, and so I, I, I was just like forever, you know, like obsessed with uh, like reading the sports page um, and then like baseball cards and basketball cards were sort of the main way um, to sort of study players and um, what their actual season long stats were. Um I remember, I feel like I would see um, the sporting news every now and again, um, but I wasn't a subscriber. And uh, uh, But from what I understand, they would sort of like publish like season-long stats yeah. for the whole league on a rolling basis. Um, I, I like didn't get to experience that much. Um, but, but cards um, had a lot of what you needed to know and almanacs um, that would come out every year and like things like that, which I, I just like to study um, – you know, to get a better grasp, um, for the history of the game, um, and sort of, you know, in talking to older family members, um, about, you know, 
what went down back then um, and like sort of what you missed and who those great players were um, and things like that. Yeah. So actually that's kind of took me where I wanted to go next is like, uh, sounds, sounds like the old man on the front, the, the stoop, uh, with the cane in hand yelling at the kids. Uh, yeah. For you young, younger people that are listening to this. Uh, yeah. There was a time where he didn't know the West coast score uh, to like yeah. maybe the day after the game happened. Um, no, the day after. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, the, the day after, after, the day after. Yeah, that's what I meant. Thank you, Sean. Um, right, the Sunday night game came out in the Tuesday morning paper. Yes, so you're kind of a couple of days behind on the score. Uh, unless you were lucky and had, like, you know, cable and watch uh, SportsCenter the next morning. Um, wow, you're young. I, I kn- we had that. We had SportsCenter, so I was able to catch at least a TV score but didn't see it in the paper. Um, but Mike brought up a good point about basketball cars, almanacs, um, and even today I brought in my giant – Compendium of Professional Basketball, which has a million pages of stats. Um, and might cost a million dollars on eBay if you like your own copy. It's it's actually the paper, or excuse me, the cover is kind of golden, so it good good, good uh, choice of color. Yeah, because, yeah, I can sell this probably about $1,000 now. Um, but when I was growing up, I had a, a almanac. It was a little red one. I beat that thing up just reading it inside and out. I think it was the 96-97 um, uh, almanac. So I pretty much have – almost memorized to a T all the stats of any player that was playing in the 96-97 season because of that book. And I had it for like five years, so I wore it out. Um, but how do you think, uh, getting to your, your website, how do you guys think it's um, influenced and affected the way people, I guess, just interact with stats? Because, you know, as, as we've been talking about, as I just said, like we have to wait for the paper, look at basketball cards, get a giant almanac, but now you can just go to a website and get it at any point. Well, I, I definitely notice um, basketball, baseball, um, that, you know, to more and more of a degree, a lot of the stats out there are now driving the narratives in terms of, you know, who's going to win an award or who's, you know, rookie of the year or who's uh, MVP and, and not not completely, you know, obviously. And I, I've never I'd never claimed that we're the final word on on who should win an award. But it's you know, you're definitely finding the case where um, people are now expected to bring evidence when making an argument and I think before there was a little more you could you know you could you didn't have to bring the evidence you could kind of you know the loudest voice in the room was was able to kind of set the set the terms of the discussion so I I feel like our sites allow everybody to to really argue um and I you know we actually when we talk about our users you know people who want to argue online about who's better than or who their player than another player or who who their team should acquire you know, that's something that I think our sites have allowed to have happen that, that, you know, wasn't possible, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. And you got any thoughts on it, Mike? Uh, like just, I sort of like with like the existence of the sports reference sites and I guess like the internet in general, I feel like things that like when I was younger that I sort of like trained myself, like my brain knew, like, if you want to be able to access this information later, you need to memorize this right now. And like, so sort of things that you could riff on, um, off the cuff now, like, you know, that it's, you know, if you have a phone in your pocket or a like computer at home, uh, you know, that you'll be able to find it, um, very quickly. Um, in, in like that way, I, I find that I'm, you know, maybe like less liable, um, to need to like memorize things. Um, but, like the way that the site is like laid out, I can find it so quickly. Um, th- and the other thing is, um, years ago, I, I feel like I would be a 
uh, arbiter um, for lots of different sports arguments, you know, like people um, who had a hunch and like couldn't necessarily point out any solid facts, wondering if I had anything to back them up. Now they can just go on a sports reference site and sort of find what they need. Um, you know, um, oh, see, but you being cut out the conversation. Then. I'm yes. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just not needed anymore. Uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> your website's been your own ruin. <laughs> um, but you know, so, it, um, but it makes arguments a little more fact-driven um, as as well. Um, you know. Yeah, no, because um, I'll say my first experience with Basketball Reference, which I've told y'all already, um, you know, off record, I guess. Uh, but, like, uh, when I was an undergrad about uh, 12, 13 years ago, like, me and my roommate would have arguments about Dominique Wilkins. And he would say, like, Dominique was overrated because he was a Celtics fan. He was like, Dominique Wilkins is overrated. He shouldn't go in the Hall of Fame. I'd be like, actually, Dominique was really good. Like, he was more than a dunker. And I, like, went to the Basketball Reference website. And, like, he averaged, like, 25 points for over a decade. Like, you don't do that on dunks alone. Um, so I have first-hand experience of being able to use their website to, you know, kind of argue back against people. Uh, but that one's much more friendly. We're not trying to vote for MVP at that point. Uh, but I think it is really interesting that, yeah, now uh, journalists, people who vote on these awards can go to that website or, you know, lots of different websites, but yours is a huge one uh, to really get different statistics to back up what they want to argue. Uh, and I think one of the really creative things about your website it's not that you just have, like, the uh, season stats listed or even just a game log, but you have different ways you can manipulate and find uh, streaks, um, you know, kind of cutoff points, plateaus, statistics. So how did you work towards creating that, uh, both from a concept but also, like, the coding that goes into, into that kind of information? So it, it's um, – I mean, basically you're only as good as your data yeah. that, that, that you have. So, um, you know, we've been lucky to work with a, a number of uh, – you know, quality data providers or people who do research and provide us help provide us with data. So, you know, we we've managed to get game log of of every NBA game uh, in NBA history. And then once you have that in the database, you know, we're all sports fans, so we'll, you know, oftentimes our ideas. I I, I kind of got into trouble with this for a while because I would be watching a Sixers game, and then I would uh, I would come into the office and say, Hey, it would be great if we could do X, Y, and Z. And I'd tell uh, David Corby, our, our basketball programmer, you know, it'd be great if we could do X, Y, and Z. And so I was kind of flooding him with the suggestions. So we've had to kind of dial that back a little, little bit just so, so we can kind of focus on, on what maybe bigger, bigger, uh, bigger issues. But we, um, you know, really, I think it flows out of us being fans and having our own questions and people sending us, you know, emails or questions or asking things on Twitter. And so, it, you know, it's really, um, we try, like I said, we try to answer user questions. So if somebody has that question, if we have that question ourselves, we try to then build, you know, build the tools that allow us to answer those questions. So it's, you know, it's all based on having, you know, a quality database in the background and then kind of working things out uh, from there. And I, you know, in terms of like ease of use, we're very focused on that. And I, I try to, um, I haven't done it for a while, but when we were first starting, I would, I would have my mom test things out and I figured she's not, she's a sports fan. Um, not, not a huge sports fan, but I figured if, if, uh, you know, if my mom who's not that tech savvy, uh, could figure it out and operate it and, and work it out that, that it was going to be easy enough for, for, uh, for most of our users. Yeah, no, that's a good plan. Uh, yeah, I've worked in museums, and the idea when you make a museum exhibit is uh, can a middle schooler understand it, not whether someone who's an expert in the field right, can understand it. Right. So I think that's a – Yeah, it's kind of the same idea. Yeah. Um, well, 
I'd actually like to play a little game. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I didn't tell y'all about this. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing Mike's going to win this one. But. I don't know. I'm I'm doing it from memory though. <laughs> All right. Because we may take it back to the good old days. You can't reference basketball reference. Um, okay. The phones away. Phones are off. But trust us, uh, listeners. The phones. Might not I, be looked at. In my defense, I'll say I created the site so I don't have to remember anything. That's that's the whole purpose of creating the site for me is that I don't have to remember anything. But I'll I'll play. I'm happy right. to play along. So this I should is, probably be quizzing you two guys instead of instead of you quizzing. That's you. true. I don't know if you want to. I'll have, like this. I literally only have like three questions. All right, uh, go for it. Go for it. I'm, I'm, this is real simple. It's not going to be like I'm filibustering here. So yeah. I, I. But go ahead. It's not going to be like who had exactly 23 points and nine assists <laughs> per game over a three year period. Right. Uh, but simple stuff. Sounds good. So. Sixers related, so uh, in the history of the franchise, so that does go back to Syracuse Nationals. Who has played the most games for the franchise? Are we just supposed to shout out the answer? First or? one, first one to go. Like, don't wait for the other person. I guess would be Hal Greer. That would be correct. If I had a, I should have brought a like uh, cowbell or something. But uh, <laughs> ding, Mike's got it. Uh, if I remember right, I think Hal played. 1,122 games? Uh, that's the only one I would have memorized off the top of my head. Uh, all right. All right, next one. Points. Career points. How Greer. Mike's getting you, man. You got to get to Sean. <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you. I, I, uh, is, is Greer wrong? No, Greer's right. That's okay. what I say. He's getting you. Like Greer, right. Greer's, okay. Greer, Hal I, Greer's I, correct. Um, shoot, so let's see. Hal Greer. Yeah, Hal uh, Greer. Oh, that was my answer for the next one. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Difficult. Uh, so we did games, points. Let's do rebounds. Leader in the rebounds. That's an interesting one. Oh, yeah. We got you. Uh, that, this is your chance, Sean. I'm going to guess it is Dolph Shays. You got to guess, Sean? No. that That's – Sounds good to me. It is Dolph Shays. Right. Uh, Mike's killing it. Um, I told you. I, I know. So we're going I, to grew, the, I grew up in Iowa, so I, that, that that's my excuse here. No, that's true. Mike did grow up in, in the Philly area. Um, my dad mentioned uh, how Greer used to be a customer at a restaurant that he used to work at, uh, like back in the '60s. And every day he mentioned that I. By the, did you know I played the most games and scored? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to set this record. Just do watch. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the '60s. He wasn't retired yet. He's like, oh, okay. just y'all wait. Right, He's. Right, I will right. have this record. Okay. Um, all right. So we got. So the last major one, uh, assists. Mochiks. Maurice. Sean's got it. He, he beat you to it. Right. There you go. Yeah, it is Mochiks. Uh, pretty easy one. Well, not pretty easy, but once you think about it, pretty good right. one. Right. Uh, only close competitor, I think, is Allen Iverson. Um, and Hal is actually pretty high up, too, because he plays a lot. Okay. But uh, Mo, Mo, Mo's the winner on that one. It might be interesting if the history of the franchises were somehow able to make a trade um, and we could get the Guy Rogers Warrior stats. Um, you are so Sixers, sad. But that, yeah. Got. People, I cannot tell you how much Mike has been wanting to steal, like the Philadelphia Warriors stats, and bring them back and expunge the Syracuse National stats from the franchise. It's just well, I, j- oh, you go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I'll just make an important point that, like at that stage of the league, uh, the Philadelphia Warriors players were largely uh, the Philadelphia natives. Uh, you know, the Syracuse Nationals were a rival. So I would just like to take my chance on the Sixers History podcast. Yes, um, uh-huh. you know, if you're to, listening, Adam. To possibly get get a like trade of some sort going. 
so we can bring Tom Gola home. We can bring the hundred game home, the one hundred point game home. We can bring Guy Rogers home. And he's saying all this wearing a LaSalle uh, sweatshirt. So <laughs> Mike is he's all about bringing it home. He's on yeah. brand. <laughs> bringing it home. Hey, Jack I, I, George and Tom Gola, great warriors. I I, I will say that. <laughs> Jack I mean, George. Just, uh, <laughs> don't forget about Jackie Moore. I have Moore to work either. with this guy every day. He's constantly <laughs> dropping these references. I'm like, I don't know. And it, So we – um. I mean, like these franchise moves are actually a big pain for us because mm-hmm. you know you had the the worst one recently was the uh, the whole the Hornets Hornets Bobcats one and, and uh, you know they we moved. regularly get complaints on that. Oh one. yeah, I mean it's 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 really really uh, kind of a nightmare you know that that now the Kendall Gill and 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 Larry Johnson Hornets are now back with the Bobcats and, you and know, so it's honestly I was really confused when that happened like yeah. I think I've kind of got myself settled into it, but it was really weird. They're like, no, the old New Orleans Hornets, now the Pelicans, and the Bobcats, and now the old Charlotte Hornets. So. Well, and then, you know, the I mean, they're like NFL, they're completely inconsistent about how mm. they do it, right? Because, like, the, uh, you know, the Colts move, and then, then the Browns move, but the Browns' history stays with, you know, the Colts' yep. history moves with them, but the Browns' history stays in Cleveland. So it's, it's, um, you know, I, there there are times where I would like to be able to just, you know, make our own decisions and do what we want, but um, you know, I, we probably ha- have to go along with what uh, what the league's saying. I, I think that's for the best. Um, not to get in too much trouble, but it will be interesting to see if it ever happens. Seattle gets a new basketball team. Right, what they're going to do right, with that? Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, but that's a, that will be a huge fight, I'm sure, down right. the line. Uh, right. But you're right. With the NFL, has been really off and on how they kind of consider that. Yep. Um, well. I, I, I think Mike has already taken us down this path. I wanted to, um, you know, we've done a lot of talk about the, the stats in this website, but um, thoughts you guys have just about the Sixers. So I know, Mike, you, I mean, clearly we've we've seen so far, a uh, huge Philadelphia basketball fan. Uh, well, I guess we'll get to Iowa in a second. Uh, but, Mike, uh, growing up, who was your first favorite 76er? Uh, definitely Charles Barkley. Um, I am um... – a little bit too young to um, have fully appreciated Doc. Um, I, I I have memories of, of Doc, like vague from when I was like pretty young, like being sort of this widely respected uh, elder statesman. Um, and But Barkley was just the most exciting thing in the world. Uh, and like nobody really liked him at the time either, uh, which just made it kind of better. Everything was very in your face about him. Um, and he's... You know, I've, I'm I'm not sure I've I've ever seen as physically dominant a uh, player at such a, a slight stature um, like before. Um, he 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 was just an unbelievable player. So he 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 was my you know, like original favorite Sixer, um, and I I like continued to root for his teams um, once he left as well. I was crushed um, when Mario Eli hit hit the three. Uh, you know. I was ecstatic when Mario Eli hit the three. <laughs> I'm from Houston, so uh, I was very ecstatic. I, yeah. Mario Eli to this day remains one of my favorite players. But so I'm sorry, go on. Um, <laughs> I do. You know, it's like an all-time what if for me if like Barkley hadn't been uh, playing hurt in in that '94 and '95 mm. series because uh, they did go seven games, uh, like both times, uh, like probably like golden opportunities for him to win a ring. Um, and you wonder how that changes the perception of him and Elijah. Because Elijah, oddly, had kind of a bad reputation, um, 
like before winning those rings. Um, and, and he gets a lot of respect now, um, as he should. Um, you know, the whole the whole ring thing is probably a little bit overrated. Um, but now I've gone down a completely separate yes, you have, path here. We don't need a count the rings discussion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when this, uh, so I, I, I'm a little I'm a little older in my probably ten I think ten to fifteen years older. So I, I do remember the 80, the uh, the early '80s uh, Sixers and and you know they were when I was watching the games you know even in Iowa they were they were the most interesting team you know to me on uh, you know to watch and and uh, so I, I do have have some memories of uh, of them uh, you know win, win, winning the title and and uh, you know have those teams getting past you know I think it was Boston right and and, uh, and finally making it to the finals and, and and you know some good memories of those those teams oh yeah no those uh say so get on my well I guess I should answer my own question my f- my first favorite 76er was probably like I knew of Charles but I he, he didn't I mean I, I appreciated him but I think the guy that really got me was um Clarence Weatherspoon and Dana Barrows so clearly, I'm about five years younger than uh, Mike, but I, I think Spoon and Barrels were the ones that got me. Um, and of course, Spoon's Baby Barkley, if everybody called him that. But uh, now he, he he was not as dominant as Charles was, but still that short, stout, power forward, muscle people around. Uh, uh, love Clarence Weatherspoon. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Um, so any other kind of si- early Sixers uh, kind of memories? I mean, for you guys? I mean, I guess as an Iowan, I should say Kyle Korver is my favorite all-time oh, Sixer. Oh, that's a good point. But, uh, I I can't really say that's the case though. So we go back to Spoon real quick. I'll just let's go um, back to Spoon real quick. We I, love Kyle Korver, but let's just go back to, to show some love uh, to my man Lionel Simmons. Um, <laughs> I, I, Every conversation Jesus comes Christ. back to Lionel I, Simmons. I, I, I knew that Clarence Weatherspoon wasn't going to be this uh, franchise-changing great and that he wasn't quite Charles Barkley uh, because Lionel Simmons really gave it to him in the NCAA tournament. I'll just point that out. <clears throat> yeah, okay, a little love for the L train. What, yeah. what, what school did he go to? Not sure, actually. Was it LaSalle? I, 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 I think it might that. be LaSalle. I, I think Lionel Simmons went to LaSalle. The L's were LaSalle. Then La- <laughs> Oh man, bad mouth and Clarence Weatherspoon. Um, you didn't know you were running a LaSalle history podcast today. I did right? not. No, I should have known trouble was up when Mike walked up. Right. He had the Sixers cap on, which was cool. Then yeah. the LaSalle was all out right. there. So, right. uh, and by the way, I'm y'all y'all aren't gonna be able to see this, but I'm wearing a Dr. J shirt. Well, so. I, I got I got my Sixers socks. Oh, on there we today go. Yeah, and, and uh, I got my Ben Franklin uh, T-shirt on as well. I didn't even plan true. that this morning when I got up and. Just happenstance. Just that, well, you got Ben Franklin shirts in the in the closet. You just throw them on. Um, all right. Well, that's your your first favorite. So we get this conversation back on track. Uh, so your first favorite Sixers. We got uh, Barkley, Doctor J, Spoon slash Dana Barrels. Uh, any other guys over the years kind of caught your attention? Because uh, you know it is interesting. I think just a point. You know, like you get the stats. That's important to look at. Uh, clearly, it is. But just uh, entertainment value. Like, it is a sport. It is you know, great to watch it. So, there's other guys over the years that you thought, or not thought, but were entertaining to you that you appreciated watching uh, going on? I mean, uh, entertainment value, I, like, assume that you're maybe, um, like, getting at someone that is a lesser player. Uh, Iverson, obviously, uh, like, the most entertaining player of all time, maybe. Um, you know, um, but... But hey, you know you can define entertainment however you want. Like if, okay. if the crossovers get you, that's fine. If you want to see some blocks, you can go with Theo Ratliff. Whatever floats your boat, man. 
I will say um, he lasted a very short time as a Sixer, but I was ecstatic when we signed Richard Dumas. Um, it, it, it like didn't work out too well, um, but uh, he he was certainly an exciting player. Um, That's a deep. I game. remember he had a big first game for us, and I thought, you know, maybe John Lucas has these guys turned around. Uh, and uh, I I don't think Richard st- uh, stuck around too long. Um, uh, unfortunately, not. No, he didn't didn't quite pan out, but. Yeah, you're right. He was, uh, if I remember correctly, he was a big dunker too. Like yes, he, he, very athletic. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, he played with the Suns too. Right. Before he was that. on yep. that Suns yep. uh, like '93 Finals team. Yep. Yep. I to be honest with you, my my Sixers fandom really dates about five years at this point. I, we've got no, that's fine. We've got season tickets in the uh, in the office that we that we split around and uh, spread around and and. Uh, I mean, I, I've always I was on the New Orleans Noel bandwagon for for quite a while, and always checking out his stats and and thinking he was just this far away from uh, from taking the leap. So, you know, maybe he'll still come good, but uh, but that that was one that I I always enjoyed following him. No, I mean, yeah, I brought up Theo Ratliff earlier. New Orleans Noel, another fantastic shot blocker. Uh, so yeah, athletic dude. Hope he gets it uh, in Oklahoma City. Right. Yeah, that's where he is currently this season. Yes. Uh, and Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, Jeremy Grant too out there. Yeah, that's another live wire. Man, yep. That's a, uh, I think, you know who he reminds me of? Uh, Robert Ory. Just randomly coming to mind. Uh, young Robert Ory. Okay. Like with the Rockets, the way Robert Ory played reminds me of how Jeremy Grant plays. Uh, Ory has a little bit better of a jump shot, but I think overall they play very similar how they kind of – I think the little, little, bit. little bit is doing a lot of work there. But. <laughs> Fine, you know, y'all – this is a history podcast. We shouldn't get it's gonna into. It's going to be jump shot Jeremy at some point, right? Anyways, um, I, th- I think that's that's all the hot the points I want to hit. Uh, we got through the website, which is a fantastic website. So actually, uh, I'm sure most, if not all, the listeners on this have have used it at one point. Um, literally today, uh, before I interviewed you guys, like uh, I got some dates uh, from my team here, uh, the Digital Squad here at the Sixers, and. I went to Basketball Reference, like, all right, these are the dates we're going to be doing. What happened on these dates? I go to the on-this-date thing on Basketball Reference for a quick hit as to what happened. I'll dig deeper, but that's a good starting point. Um, after after a day's games, you can go to there. don't have to go to the newspaper. Y'all, y'all got the stats all up there. Uh, so it's really come a long way. Like, I've looked at it for over a decade. It is a fantastic site. Uh, I'm glad y'all have come in and uh, chatted with us about that, but also, you know, some great players from Joe Folks to – Good God, Lionel Simmons didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> everything in between. Uh, so before we wrap it up, uh, any last words y'all want to have about the site or anything sure. that's come up? So we, um, we're we launching a daily newsletter yeah, uh, yeah. in the next week or so called the Stat Head. And, uh, and so, you know, you can come to our site, sign up for that. Um, you'll get kind of the top performers, a little bit of history, who was born. That's uh, where you can find out whose birthday it is and, and uh, kind of other putting things in in historical context and uh you know since this is a history podcast i'll say if, you know if anybody ever has a big box of uh, game reports uh sitting in their basement or in their office uh you know it, we would pay to scan them and get them entered into the site because that's uh one kind of one of the main ways we add history to the site and uh, we're always looking to add uh, we have pretty complete uh record of uh wilt chamberlain's games um you know and that's just from researchers who have gone through and 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 entered those uh some of the mics some of them some other people uh entering entering box scores into the game so in, into our database so um you know we're always looking for uh, contributions and and you know we we take it very seriously that we want to keep the history of the game alive and and uh, and make it available literally to everybody as uh, sean mentioned you know like we have 
box scores for, for every game in the history of the league back to 46-47. Um, and we have the player points, player field goals made, player free throws made for all those. But, like, we're always looking um, to fill in, you know, where there's the field goal attempts missing, fouls, assists, rebounds. Um, and then as you get into the 70s, um, the block shots and steals. Um, the, like, box scores are 100% full back to – the 83-84 season, but uh, anything from 1947 to 1983 that you might have sitting around or have access to, uh, we would love that uh, have it. And the URL for um, the newsletter, you can go right to stathead.com. Is that right, Sean? Right. Uh, yep. Okay. All right, yeah. Th- thank you for mentioning that. That's really cool. Um, so, like, uh, Sixers history, I use that stuff. Like, I search for it myself, like the birthday thing. So, uh, earlier this week uh, – I'm not going to remember it, good Lord. Whose birthday was it? Eh, whatever. But, like, Rick Mahorn, Mike Jaminski, I look up, right. I get their birthdays, I put that stuff out there. So, uh, it did, again, I can't say enough. I use this website every single day, multiple times a day. Um, I'm sure y'all do. If you don't, you need to start doing it. Sign up for the newsletter. If you got the old stuff in the garage, the box scores, send it to them. Uh, that'll help out a lot of people. Uh, so, not just yourself. Get it out there to help out all the folks uh, with, these, with these statistics. So, um but uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Mike, Sean, thank you all for coming into the, uh, the office to do this interview. Uh, much appreciated. And, of course, the website, much appreciated. All right. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you, Curtis. All right. And that is a wrap on that great conversation with Mike and Sean. Uh, as I warned you up top, a lot of unexpected Lionel Simmons conversation. Also, Joe Folks happened to wound his way up in there. Uh so, what can you do about it? You, you got to go with the flow. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Um, we'll see you next time here on Sixers History. I uh, hope to have a lot of great interviews for you this year with both uh, journalists, people who work with history, and also former players of, this, of the franchise. Uh, so, again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.